Welcome to episode 23 of the Wiretap Podcast with Alex. And Carlos. What's up, Carlos? Alex? Nah, nothing much, man. So uh, so we missed last week. Uh, we did. We did, man. My we- Look, for one, my computer's hard drive just gave out, bro. Just absolutely gave out. <laughs> I don't know what else nah. to tell you, man. Nah, nah, it's fine. It's fine. I hope uh, people enjoyed because uh, I think we, the last episode, we had our guests. We had a strong episode. We We pulled some good numbers. And uh, so yeah, man. appreciate George to have him on here in, in his his poll, right? Salute. Uh, but in and we weren't able to make the next show, but because some technical <laughs> difficulties on, on, on your behalf there, but it's all good. It happens. Uh, what's, go, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Listen, I uh, the past two weeks, I, I've, I've said there's been some good things. But there's also been, and I said this on the last on the last episode. There's some good things that have been going on, some great things, good celebrations, uh, just some some fantastic victories. Even just as as early as yesterday, man, I shared some good news, uh, made some some good moves uh, financially. I'll say that. Um, but you know, there's a lesson that I've got, man. I wanted to title the first segment uh, the lesson of the week. Uh, maybe we should probably start doing this every every couple of weeks uh, for those uh, listeners that are listening to see, uh, you know, if there's any lessons that me and you have encountered or even people that are listening to us, our listeners, maybe they've got uh, some lessons yeah. of the week that they want to share with us. Or something. Yeah, man, something something like that. I, I will say that my lesson of the week is, you know, Alex, I've, I've got multiple businesses that I run and uh, my consulting firm is. <clears throat> is really uh, an opportunity for me that if I want to help out, I have the ability to do that. If I want to, you know, go easy on the pricing, I can adjust a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mm -hmm. I guess you can say that my consulting firm, I've got more wiggle room than, than other things that I do. Uh, But one lesson of the week that I will say is I am absolutely, and I'm going to say this, I am absolutely done absolutely done helping people out mm. i'm done being the nice guy and and trying to you know help you out and 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 wanting to see you succeed like it's genuine like like it is genuine for me to want to see you succeed and me cheering you on like that is a genuine thing, right? There's mm-hmm. no hate. There's nothing holding you back, right? There's nothing that I'm going to do that's going to hold someone back if I decided to help them out, right? So I made the decision uh, last week that I am done helping people out when it comes to my consulting firm. My fees will not be free anymore for those selective people that I may know or that I may be in touch with, or I'm not doing it anymore, man. I'm, I'm done. Uh, what I bring to the table is incredibly valuable. I've seen yeah. results in my own professional financial career. I've seen results in other businesses that I've implemented uh, strategies in. So I'm done, Alex. I know, I know this is sounds so crazy because it's not me. Uh, but it is. It it is. I've got to take so on this is there, new approach. Is there a particular story you could share that kind of pushed you into that I direction? Can't, I can't, man. I can't tell you that right now uh, because okay. it's 
it's private, right? It's it's people's yeah. livelihood. It's people's business uh, that I'm not trying to call anybody out specifically. I'm just going to say that I'm done helping people out. I'm mm-hmm. done doing it, man. And so, if you want to have a conversation with me and you want my services, you sign a freaking contract first. Easy as that. That's that's as simple as it's going to get, Alex. So that's my yeah. lesson of the week. And I'm sorry that I got to be that way. I hate it, man, because now you know how they say that one person's uh, approach or one person. Yeah, one person ruins a good thing for others. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's exactly what this did. And I'm not doing it anymore, man. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done trying to be the nice guy. I'm, I'm done trying to help other people out to say, look, don't even worry about the money. I got it. You know what I mean? So from now on, I don't have it. I don't have it and it's not going to happen. So you come to me, you come correct and you come ready to sign an agreement. Let's just be simple as that. Hate to say it, but it is what it is. Alex, what about your lesson well, of the week, man? This is not even planned or anything, but mine was <laughs> but mine was say uh say no sooner. Oh, really? So, yeah. I mean, this wasn't even planned as far as what wow. you're talking about, but I think with this last 2 weeks is what I've learned from my personal thing is is just learn to say no sooner because I mean it's is like um you know people try to pile on more and more and more things is yeah, is of course you know as you progress during your day or whatever or the more projects that you're taking over and stuff and it's kind of more saying like like no I can't I can't do it. It's like the, there's no capacity, there's no way for me to do it. Especially because most of the stuff that we do is on based on timelines as far as um projects do and bids do at certain times that it's it's um it's challenging to manage your time and yeah of course the more you work and stuff the more and we'll touch on our next subject right but the more you do there's this better outcome personally and the company as well but one of the things that i think the lesson of the week for me was just learn to say no uh sooner Mm. um it is just that way there's no, it's like, Hey, you want it? You, you got to do it on your own. I'm sorry. I just right. don't have the capacity. I mean, if I do, yeah, I want to make more money too. So it's like, I'll yeah, take man. the project. Right. But That's there right. comes a time where you just can't, there's no way you can squeeze that many stuff in no matter as much as you want to, you know? That's right. So that's, that's, right. that's my, that's my lesson of the week. Um, so like I said, it wasn't planned or nothing, that's but pretty it's pretty good, man. You know, it, it's not, it's not a, <laughs> Not saying no completely, but just learn to say no when the time is right or, no, or if you're at I'm capacity. I'm saying no. No. no, excuse, no, no my, I'm just saying, excuse my French, but hell no. <laughs> no, no, but it's kind of like. That's how upset like it made me, man. That's how upset it made yeah. me, bro. It made me that upset. I'm over here working for you for absolutely free, trying to help you out. And you want to turn around and what? Man, I'm done. Done. Absolutely no, no, no. In your, in your case, uh, you know, you got your own <laughs> circumstances. I'm saying like even for like people out there that have got their job or some or they got their multi they do multitask or, or they have their specific roles. And they're trying to say it's like sometimes it's like um, the professionals like, OK, if you're at capacity, it's like help me prioritize which which ones you want first versus because one's got to suffer because i just can't you can't expect me and some, sometimes you'll find that your boss is like no let me get somebody else on it or blah blah blah, or what the case is and with that is just learn to say no sooner yeah yeah man no that's good no that's 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 fantastic fantastic <laughs> advice that's a fantastic approach 
Uh, and yeah. it is what it is, man. You just can't make yeah. time for people who uh, you don't need to make time for people who don't value your uh, the value you bring to the table. Right. Uh, then you end up spinning your wheels uh, for unnecessary reasons, all because you're wanting to help somebody out and see them succeed. So, yeah, man, no, 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 I absolutely, I get it. And I, uh, I'm so glad that wasn't planned because that just reaffirms that. Listen, guys, those of you that are listening, there may be moments in your life that you, you always are so accustomed and so used to saying yes, that at some point, at some point when something happens where you've got to pivot, right? Sometimes we choose to pivot and to say, no, I'm just going to go left on this and staying instead of staying on the right track and saying, well, let me just work through this. Let me push through it. Listen, at some point, as Alex has said, you got to learn to say no. You got to learn when to hold them and you got to learn when to fold them, as the country song says. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's important for everybody to, and you always hear that from top people is like, you know, you got to learn to say no. It's like, cause people keep taking advantage, advantage, advantage. And um, there comes a time when you have to just be like, no, I'm not. And sometimes that comes with the position that you're in. You may have a little bit more power, but even if you don't, I think it's important to be like, I'm sorry, is this is what I can do this is my capacity. If you want more, you can either bring me more help or right. you're just going to have to, yep. you're going to have to wait. Unload some cash. Yeah. So <laughs> unload some heavy cash. No, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. But listen, speaking of walking away or, or speaking of uh, holding them when you should fold them or fold them when you hold them, as that country mm-hmm. song says, uh, wanted to talk a little bit, Alex. And I know you are, I guess you could say, I, I would see you as an expert on this next item. Uh, as we talk about sales commission, I've had some conversations recently in the past couple of weeks with individuals who are, uh, they're working on a sales, I'm sorry, they're working in sales. Uh, they've got a, a commission structure that sounds a bit ridiculous, a bit odd. Uh, this particular individual that I had a conversation with the other day, because I went to a dealership to look at a Tesla. We're not going to talk about that today, uh, Alex. Mm. Uh, we'll leave we'll leave that conversation alone. Uh, but this particular uh, individual, uh, one did, uh, somehow decided to pick my brain. And as we were having a, a conversation, uh, we learned, I learned a little bit about his sales commission structure. And I said, you know, what a good opportunity for us to talk about this uh, on our show and to talk about the very is types of commission structure. So maybe you work in sales and maybe uh, as you work in sales, there is a compensation structure that, that is currently working for you or perhaps maybe not working for you. Alex, in, in, in your line, uh, or at least in your experience, uh, tell me about some of these, because I know there's, you know, there's, I've, from what I've gathered, there's about four or five, maybe even six uh, commission structures that that we could touch on. You've got the, yeah. you know, the flat revenue, you've got the gross margin, you've got the tiered, you got the draw, the multiplayer, uh, or just mm-hmm. basic straight, straight commission. Straight commission. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about uh, the way these structures work and how you're seeing and how they're being implemented uh, uh, among you. So, because again, my staff, I pay them a, a flat salary uh, and, and I, we don't work on commission that way, of course. No, no, there's, um, there's different, there's different avenues. And I've actually, you know, for better or worse, I've, uh, I've had experience on multi different ones. When I used to be at the, at the, 
you know, at the Cadillac dealership, we used to work over there and I, I saw not personally on that one, but I saw like how the commission structure was based off for the salespeople. Yeah. And they, they basically got a small, they had a small um, salary based and they got cash depending on the vehicle and how much they were able to get as down payment. Um, the down payment would be some type of commission towards it. Sometimes it was a flat fee of, you know, $250 per car. Let me Sometimes ask you it was more. as you continue, I don't mean to interrupt, but did that dealership mm-hmm. get sold? I feel like I haven't seen it. I feel like it, yeah, it, it, did, it, it, right? did, it get sold. It did get sold oh, okay. years ago to a different, um, to a different entity. And gotcha. I gotcha. mean, I drive by there a couple of times and they don't have that many vehicles or inventory. Yeah, I don't know if that's yeah, because of the chip shortage and stuff like that. Could be, but, could be, which is pretty whack right now, but yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah, so sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. So one of the, th- I used to back when I was in my youth, I used to, um, you were a young whippersnapper. Be, yeah. There was a car dealership that was more of a pay buy here, pay here lot, which is a little different than most. Like it's not your standard financial, right? You're people who have bad credit. That's really right. where they're it's going to buy cars. Loans. Yeah, it's your subprime. Yeah, yeah, they're they're getting high interest rates. Well, anyways, the structure there was, and they changed it after the fact. But I'll tell you, when I first went in there, what they did was they paid you a, it was a guarantee of three hundred dollars a week, right? That means if you don't sell any vehicles, your at least minimum will take $300, $300 a week. But it was borrowed. So this is kind of more of a draw. It's a this cash is your in draw. advance. Yeah, this is a draw. Yeah, so okay, okay. If we're putting it into context of the structures, this is considered a draw. Yeah. So they give you a guaranteed $300 a week, but it's not your money. It's your your draw. You have to pay it back. So it's an yeah. it's kind of more of a to pay back. Advance. It's a savings. Yeah, it's an advance. That's right. It's, it's a, yeah, it's an advance. So once you get there, it, so let's just pretend there was um like uh, two weeks that you didn't sell any vehicles. So that means you got six hundred dollars for that plus your taxes and whatever, right? But of course, they of course. let you borrow six hundred dollars, but the next two weeks you blew up and you sold ten cars. Well. You're thinking that you made all that small this money, yeah, and in reality, you have to pay back six hundred dollars. No, yeah, and then your commission is there. Now the gotcha. way it was, and that's your draw. Paid, that's your cash advance. Yeah. So then, what happened was they would pay you, like let's just say, depends on the vehicle. If the guy was giving a lot of payments, or if he was paying cash. So say I can get up to six hundred and fifty dollars per car. Sometimes on the low end, two hundred two hundred fifty dollars, and everything like that. Um, I stuck around because on my first, in my first couple of weeks, you know, I had like over 16, 17 cars, um, which was pretty high in, in commission rate that you sold. I, yeah. That I sold. So let's just say that I started working the first week. I didn't sell anything. Um, the second week I did it, but then I started popping off and I, and I sold a lot of cars during that month. So I just kind of waited until, I saw the business structure and that like, and they were like, well, it's guaranteed. But then there were after when you're in there, actually hired, uh-huh. it's like, uh-huh. Oh no, no. But it's kind of, you have to pay it back if you don't sell no cars, blah, blah, blah. This is, and I was like, Nope, I'm not with that. So, but I couldn't say nothing because I had all these cars sold. Of course. And I had this course, big you check coming in. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. once I got my big check come in, I was like, deuces, Ow. I'm out. I yeah, had a week yeah. in there. I didn't even go back to collect that last. Oh, you only worked. You only worked a week. 
No, no, no. I worked there for, for four weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would have loved to have been there. I would have loved to have. But technically, technically the fifth week, they still owed me because I worked the whole week. Like I had cars in that week. Oh, got it. Got it. Did you get that? But as soon as they give me, no, no. But as soon as they pay me my big check, I was like, I'm out. This is not for me. And then they called me back and it was like, Hey, what's going on? I said, I was like, I'm sorry. This business structure doesn't, this um, commission, uh, you know, structure doesn't work for me. (laughs) I was like, I can't have you because you can go in a hole quick. Incredibly quick. Yeah. So afterwards I talked to the manager and I was like, no, that's not going to work. This, this, and this. They were like, um, at the time it was different money than where we're at now. $300 doesn't take you that much nowadays. Right. Is, but, is that dealership but, still around Alex? Yeah. Yeah. It's still around. There's and oh, they're okay. still m- multiple dealers all around Georgia, mm. but here's the way they changed the structure. They guaranteed you $500 a week, your money. Okay. But, but now it's a, it's a cap of a hundred dollars per car. Oh, so it's different. So now they give, they give you, let's just say at that time, they after I left, they changed that. So they give you $500 a week. And then every car that you sold is 100 So potentially if you sold 20 cars, you know, that's whatever, $2,000 yeah, plus yeah, your yeah, 500 yeah. plus your other plus your other 500 So you could have probably made for two weeks $3,000, which is not not bad. It's really good. It's a guarantee, so it's a guaranteed 24000 a year plus commission. Plus commission. That gotcha. was for that dealership, which was like again, that was a more of a pay here, uh, buy here, pay here lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they okay. changed it. I mean, it was not bad, but it just wasn't working for me. And of course, once you start going into the corporate role, different in different aspects, you have where you got your base. You have a base com- uh, salary, and then you make commission on the deals that you close. You know that that's um um. It could it could go from anywhere from a point, uh, half a point, to five five percent, yeah, to to maybe more. It depends on what kind of business negotiation. You're in. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the negotiations, but it's like is like, do you want to have a high base or maybe you want to go at a low base? Let's just say uh, it depends on your your skill sets, how much you the potential of business. It's a huge risk, right? Because you could say, hey, I'll take $35,000 salary guarantee, right. but I want a 7% um, uh, of all the, of all our projects closed. And that's based on, so in that, in that particular sense, it's a gross margin uh, yeah. commission structure, right? Correct. Got it. So you're Got taking that, you're taking a, a flat and then plus your percentage of, of the gross revenue that you're producing for that project or every project. So potentially you can make, a lot of money, right? Of course. Or and and and, and that's a really good. It just depends. If you want to have a higher, say fifty thousand, okay. Well, maybe you're gonna negotiate less, and depends on what the company's gonna do. Sometimes mm. it's higher, and then you're taking a lower percentage, but then you're closing deals and you're still making money. So it just really depends. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, see that the reason I was asking is because I believe this individual that I was uh, uh, speaking with Alex, I believe uh, there were months, and here's here was the interesting part. Their peak season was straight, com- uh, straight commission. Their mm-hmm. off-peak season was a baseline with a percentage of each sale, which is interesting mm-hmm. because, in other words, uh, th- it sounds to me they were trying to get it right. They were trying to be fair. 
but I just, I wanted to pick your brain to talk about these commission structures because I mean, at some point, could you imagine, could you imagine being at a, at a low cost, a, a, sm a small volume, low cost, uh, small price point, uh, we're not talking real estate, right? We're not talking those numbers where the commission structure is a whole lot higher. However, even that is even straight commission. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's it's those smaller price points and you're working off straight commission and you've got these, these dead spots, right? You've got these dead months where your business is based on seasonality. And for the next, you know, three to six months, you could be strictly being paid absolutely nothing. Uh, no, you know, here's the thing, though. That's the, the, yeah, but the seasons that, that is popping, right? You can that is gather and store your eggs. Well, I mean, just depends. Is it like, is those seasons strong? Like you're making like money, like real money, and you're in. Then at that point, is like okay, you gotta make sure that you put aside money. So when you go back to the structure where they got, you got a small, you got your flat rate and then plus your commission, Yeah, you're able to offset that. So it kind of, mm. it kind of depends. Um, because when we go into sales, this is why sales make the most money. Like, uh, of, course, of course, if you search it is one of the highest paying jobs out there because Absolutely. what happens is it's, it's kind of like a, like a, like a snake moving, right? It's, it's up and down like the pie, like the graph. You got ups and down, ups and down, ups and down. But at the end of the uh, at the end of the year, you're always way high up because you moved. And there was times, and what a lot of people always want is they want that nice flat structure, and yeah. they miss, they the miss out because yeah. you'd rather be safe and say I'm gonna make I don't know just easy math. Let's just say I'm gonna make fifty thousand. Yeah. Or would you rather go the ups and downs on the month, and then at the end of the year you make a hundred? Of course course it just depends on how you see it and yeah. of course how you structure how's your spending habits and everything right right what i and always what your say hustle is, looks like how's your style on a hustle yeah man correct and here's the thing that i say to people that are in that same spot and they don't know and they're overspending um because they count all those commission checks is do yourself a favor you have to live all your payments and all your stuff all your structure in your base or in your flat rate you have to make sure you cover everything you have money left over. And then everything that's after your commission is, is basically other stuff that you're doing more money aside, more investments and a project that you want to do in your home. Maybe it goes towards a car. Maybe it goes towards something else. And by the way, that that's the way I operate. I operate on the, my flat or flat income rates um, of, you know, me and my wives and everything is yeah, make sure yeah. we, we can sustain ourselves because those commission checks are not guaranteed. Of course, of course. You know what I'm and saying? You got, and like, you got to be prepared. Yeah, for sure. It's because you never know. They go up and down. So like I, I, like I said, again, you got to make sure that, that, oh, that's actual extra income. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though it's you're working hard for it. I mean, because in reality, that's what you're doing. Is, that's part of my income. That's why I, I, I'm always working, you know? Yeah, no, of course, of course, because that's but, but that's what's providing at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, uh, so, correct. Yeah, but okay. but you gotta you gotta shrink yourself and make sure that you're able to means within that flat rate, though. That's what I would suggest. And then when you get those, man, it feels like you're living large. Of course, of course. So out of those six, out of those six that we just uh, somewhat touched on, if there was one that you could pick, 
uh, or you would encourage uh, someone in sales that's been in sales or that's that's thinking about sales, which one would you have them uh, push towards? What would be your recommendation? It, honestly, Alex? Carlos, it's gonna it's gonna depend hugely on what what the business is. It, it, I think every business is unique and depends on the ups the upside, right? Price it, point and volume sales. Yeah, correct. Because if you're talking about oh, you're it depends on your experience. Of course. Because at the beginning, if I'm starting new on this new, like say business venture is I may want a flat rate plus a small commission because I want to make sure that my flat rate is higher because I need to make sure that I sustain myself. But once if I get selling scrub that if you're selling scrub daddies or selling Tesla's, I'll give you an you example. Want two different structures. Yeah. For example, if let's just say that I'm selling um, healthcare uniforms. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm a salesperson. I'm in charge of a region or whatever. Yeah. Well, if I don't have experience, I may want to hire a flat rate with the lower commission because I don't know. I don't know how to do it. But once I gain years, five years of experience, six years of experience, and I'm actually closing deals, that that business structure, yeah, it doesn't work for me anymore. Now I'm saying, hey, I'd rather take twenty thousand dollars and you bump my thing because I know I'm closing deals. So I really depends on the on the what you're going for. If you're selling cars, well, think about it. How much? cars are selling this this and that how much experience you have in closing deals it really just depends on your unique circumstances yeah but the i like of the of the execution of a deal yeah but which one do you like no i mean i, I think the the flat rate plus your commission percentage is, is mm. a good one because it kind of it's healthy gives, it, it gives you yeah it's healthy and it gives you the best of both worlds and you can always structure that it depends on you know where you move up you know, as as we talk about these sales structures and and what works best, you know, Alex, you alluded to, you know, it's going to depend on the product. It's going to depend on the volume. But I think another piece that we always tend to forget is how you're living. Like, what's your lifestyle like, right? What can keep up with your expenses and what type of income can you generate? So the lifestyle matters, uh, especially it matters even more, I would say, when you're not willing to restructure your spending habits, right? When you're not willing mm-hmm. to restructure how you live. And I, I this gets on to something uh, of the next subject and, and, and it's not hold on, on the content on second, schedule. Carlos. Yeah, man. I, I don't want to, I want to skip over two different ones. Yeah. The, the tier, the, uh, because you mentioned them, the tier, yeah, absolutely. the tier, basically what happens is, is, um, is it could be a bonus structure. You can operate on a, on a, your regular salary base. And then after every quarter, depends on the qualifications that they put that you meet those quotas, mm. you're, you're, you get a percentage where it's more of a bonus. Um, it's not really. So it's like, Hey, if you hit this number, you get a percentage. Here's a percentage. So those are quarterly bonus. And then the other one that, that it's, um, unique i mean it's not unique but it happens a lot it's the multiplier so what happens is um let's just say they have a cap of two million dollars in sales yeah well what what happens is i'm structured all all the way through those up to the two million dollars and then after the two million dollars it changes and i get an addition to something else now that i hit my my point for the year Got it. So that's got considered it. that's considered the multiplier quota. Oh, so after got it, got after it. you yeah so so let's just say that me and you are our team and and our boss comes out and says we got to hey, hit our goal yeah, yeah for the yeah, year yeah your goal your your guys's goal together is is five million dollars 
once you guys hit $5 million in our contract as like, well, we get an extra, what, two, two points, one point, like it really depends. And then after that, you know, it just keep going. We may have another that says, Hey, after we hit, let's just say eight, 8 million, it's another multiplier. So there's mm. multipliers that you can mm. work out in your, in your, and it all depends on your contract. Those are harder to get, but they're out there. Yeah. That's, which and which actually, well, it actually go takes ahead. me to the next thing is, is maybe we should start selling certain things and put a goal of two to 5 million down, Alex. I don't know what we'll sell, but we've got to figure that out. Maybe we start selling bandanas. <laughs> hey, man, you know, it's, it's you never crazy, know. There's a market, right? There's a market for it, right? There's no, a market it. for everything. It's, it's like uh, I was telling my wife because she's like super creative and everything. Um, there's this girl out there that she started making scrunchies. Like mm-hmm. I, I guess that's mm-hmm. what they call it, like for the hair. Yeah, the scrunchies. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they started like in a little thing and they made big, bigger, 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 bigger. Now she she ended up getting a whole warehouse where you got people in there, like employees, like think about it. Started in her home Making in her scrunchies. garage. How about started that? in the garage? And she didn't reinvent the wheel. She just gave it a no, different no. design. I'm sure. Give it a different design, different colorway, yeah. different things, yeah. made it yeah. unique, made it, you know, quality. Impressive. Boom. It took off. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, no, there, of it's out there. Look, it's, it's just how you market, right? Marketing is the way to do anything and everything, right? It really is. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that certainly brings us into the next piece. Um, so you can delete that other aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but that does bring us into the next one uh, that really wasn't on the content schedule. It was just added recently. Uh, but, you know, as we talk about these sales commission structures, you mentioned two pieces and I want to involve Another one, Alex, you mentioned, look, it matters on the product that you sell, number one. It also matters as to, of course, the price point, what you're selling and what that looks like. But another piece that is involved in this is your lifestyle, right? If you're not Mm -hmm. willing to restructure your lifestyle, no matter what commission structure uh, is in place, if, if even, I mean, I would say it's harder to do a straight commission one if you're not willing to change your lifestyle and you're not selling, right? That's a whole nother world uh, for sure. But, you know, as we move into this next topic, I want to talk about lifestyles and keeping up with the Joneses, if I could use that, Alex, is what is going on with this Ace family, man? You know about the Ace family? Hey, well, Ace family. You know that was Yeah, guys? no, you know I know exactly. Guys? Yeah. There uh, is yeah, an, an, there is so much financial drama. And I wanted to bring this up because from what I've gathered, I don't know about you, Alex. Apparently I'm 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 learning. Uh and, and again, I feel like these guys are in the news or in Snapchat news uh a lot now, like weekly, bro. Uh you got lawsuits. Apparently, they're not paying fighters for the battle on the platforms. Uh, they're facing pre-eviction out of their, uh, I think, their uh, for their pre-floor closure on their $7 million home. Uh, her business is, is in shambles. It got relocated. Uh, I believe it's a skincare line. Look, the whole point to all of this is I hope these individuals are understanding and learning that at some point when you're not making X amount of dollars, that you've got to reposition your lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard because I, I mean, I do. I know how they started. They started doing prank videos on YouTube. They blew up. They're, they're yeah. making a lot. They were, I mean, as far as I know, they were making a lot of money. 
their house is gorgeous. I mean, they they brought they in just stuff. Just got from, it, didn't they? Yeah, about a, two years ago or something like that. You can mm. probably find it, but they got really nice tile. I mean, it's it's just crazy the stuff that they got. It's it's a beautiful home, and they got all these cars and got Lamborghini. She's got the main. I mean, they got. It seems like they're making money and they got all this other stuff. I don't know if it's a thing that they don't want to pay someone or something mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or it's all just a lie. Like, I don't, I don't really know because I haven't been keeping up with the news recently with them. I know that he just recently fought in Miami, I think. Right. And uh, he had that fight where he won that other TikToker famous dude. Yeah. 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 That Bryce Hall kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, Again, whichever way you're going to structure uh, your sales position or or how you're doing business, and, and this is just incredibly important. I think this is, and the reason we wanted to bring the Ace family in very little, I mean, it's a very small bit that I wanted to make that comment on is, and it's not just the Ace family, it's, it's anybody and everybody who does not know how to restructure their financial situation for the sake of keeping up with others, right? Uh, for mm. the sake of, oh, I want to drive this because everyone else drives this, right? I want to live here because everyone lives here that I know. Uh, I want to go vacation here because everyone I know has vacation here. Like you are doing these things to keep up with a trend, to keep up with a specific lifestyle, which is why I say keeping keeping up with the Joneses because that's yeah. that's really what takes place. And again, you take on these sales jobs that have potential to, to give you that 5, 10, 15 X, look, at the end of the day, if you don't restructure your lifestyle, and we talked about this uh, last week or two weeks ago, if I could be precise on personal financials, look, at the end of the day, you have got to learn how to restructure your financials in order for you to be able to execute what your end goal is, right? Whether that's on a quarterly basis, whether that's on an annual basis, you've got to understand that discipline plays in a massive role, plays a huge role. And you see that just with examples like the Ace family, right? If you are not being disciplined enough to execute accordingly, it's going to take away from what you're trying to do. So, you know, I would say, well, Alex, here, that, no, yeah, no, dude, let me add this to it. Cause, yeah, man. cause this is a prime example. And I think we could put ourselves in that situation as, as well. Right. It's like, yeah. so keeping up with the Joneses, it's really, it's really, everyone's easy to do. It's, it's, it's a, it's a thing people want to do, but it's not, it's not the smart thing to do. For example, not sustainable. No, for example, like my, my wife drives a nice car, right? But I'm driving, I'm driving and it doesn't take anything from me to go buy another car because I, ha- I have the money to go buy another car. Of course, of course. But the thing is, is I'm driving my 2005 Mercedes because it still looks good. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. I, I bought it in 2006. I, I bought it used, that, that, that particular one. It, it was the first car that I personally purchased. That was back in 2006. I still have it. it. The thing is, it's got little kinks here and there, but I fix them. It keeps rolling. It's it's nice vehicle. It does you the job, man. Yeah. It, 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 there's no yes. reason. There's no yes. reason for me nope. to go buy another car. And That's there's right. nothing holding me back. It's not like I don't have the money to go buy That's another right. car. Right. I have myself right. a, a newer car. And I do want a new car. Like, who doesn't? Like, I want another car. But the thing is, it's, it's like, why? I'd rather just keep storing money away or doing this or doing putting more into whatever investments or whatever I want to do and have that that car there that's still running great 
you that's know, I discipline, the other one. right? Yeah, but that's discipline. It, it does because it doesn't take anything that for me to just go right now and go. That's right. Like that's go right. give me another nothing. That's right. That's right. You know, and, and that's one of the things. It's like yourself. Your your wife drives a nice car. You have the old your your older cars are still nice right. vehicles because you that's have right. the 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 old um the Land Rover and stuff like that. Yeah, and and those are nice cars too. And it's not like you can't go get another car. It's just like, like, well, what's the reason? It's like, no, nah, man, it's you want to be financially more stable and let's go do whatever we want to do. Absolutely. And a lot of people miss that. And it's like, oh no, that guy just got a new car. I need to go get another. Let me go trade this. And now I'm in debt and I couldn't pay that car. Now I've got two mortgage payments. Oh wait, yeah, now I've like, got why? three mortgage payments. <laughs> it's like, why? What's the reason? Absolutely. No, I like Cardi B says, what is the reason? (laughs) But it's true, man. Look, at the end of the day, you've got to have that discipline. So, you know, it's funny how and and I'm I'm trying not to be too intentional about this, Alex, but it it's it's a response, right? These issues happen, these things take place because again, we want to keep up with the Joneses. Listen, Mm -hmm. I gave you homework. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Uh, and I wanted was you to homework. <laughs> it was homework, right? I've, my bad. I enjoy those things, man. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I wanted you to watch this because I think it opens up uh, great dialogue, number one. Uh, but I gave Alex homework. And brilliant and, and dumb at the same time. Yeah, right? yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I gave Alex homework. Those of you that are, are listeners and you're faithful, you know what I'm talking about. I gave him homework to go and watch the WeWork documentary. The WeWork as in uh, the remote offices where you can, you know, rent your own office if you're running a business and you don't want to, you know, you're, you're not feeling the lease and you just want to rent the space. Uh, and all of a sudden, through this vision of this specific individual, this CEO at the time, Vlad, uh, he began to grow his company. He began to scale his business because mm-hmm. he had a goal in mind. Uh, but I wanted to give Alex this report because uh, this homework, because at the end of the day, what it does, it goes back to financial discipline. Just because there's money, and you saw this in that documentary, and mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else has seen it, just because there's money, and in that situation, there was, but there wasn't, but because mm-hmm. the books was showed a there was money. effect. Exactly. Just because those books were in effect and, and those books said this is uh, what you've got did not mean you should go out and blow it and expand in a matter of weeks, right? You've got to scale your business accordingly. You've got to watch your balance sheets. You got to make sure you're profitable in order to scale, in order to grow. So, Alex, give me your uh, give me your synopsis as 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 yeah. concise as possible uh, as to what well, you thought about the WeWork documentary, man. Okay, one this guy is. He I should have made almost, you watch it without audio. <laughs> this guy, okay, though. So first of all, um, the concept is you, you have locations that people come in and they're able to work. You don't really say I want to create my own business, but I want to have that vibe, like it bring people clients in. I can have a, like a meeting set up. It looks really professional. So it's kind of bringing entrepreneurs that are into the space that are not able to fully function a building and do that stuff. So right. the concept of it, it, it is pretty uh, genius, right? The and reoccurring seen, revenue model, it's yep. there. 
Yeah, it's, it's there. A, it's a you. You can do an incentive where you're paying monthly for this club, and it's not that crazy dollar value, but you're getting all the benefits of operating off of a office environment. Um, there's I've seen spinoffs that I personally have gone and, and seen, and for myself that it's not WeWorks, but it's a similar space. You got different uh, uh, entrepreneurs. You'll rent the conference room and be like, "Hey, I have it scheduled." And but so the 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 it was kind of. I don't know if it was necessary, but he saw it. And obviously there's a lot of group that saw that you can have entrepreneurs that are thinking the same way as you are uh, in one space. I And so I think what he did was doing that, but the way he approached it, it was more of a cult mentality, like, like a, like a, we work, like, like, you know, this is us. Like you want to be part of, he kind of made them. So he was a very good manipulator, yeah. very good. Um, and yeah. sometimes in sales, you do have to do that. Not necessarily. Right. So don't misquote me on that, but it, it, you do have to be able to persuade people That's right. Um, That's right. to, to close the deal. They, that you're trustworthy, that you're, you know, there's a lot of arts to science. There's many books over there, execution of sales and stuff. You can That's go right. check it out, but um, different topic for a different uh, episode. That's right. Now with this guy, um, it definitely brainwashed people. Um, was able to influence big investors into believing that he had something where in reality Which it was he nothing. Did, right. He, he did, did have, he, he did. He, had did a, he, he had didn't. a perfect business model. Perfect business model. Would you say yeah, so? But he over, but he overspent. He overreached. Absolutely. He, he overreached. He overreached yep. And he, I, and I get it. He wanted to think big, but he wanted to think big way outside of what he was already capable of doing at the time. So it's okay to reach for the star, I would say. It's okay to reach for the moon. It's, it's just, and have that plan to be able to reach towards the moon. Yeah. It's just, you got to take it in steps. You got to create the rocket. You got to make sure that the rocket is sustainable. Where are you going to do it? Get all the clearances. Is it able to go? It's like, so eventually you do get to the moon, right? You just, he would just wanted to, I forget about the rocket. It didn't land. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, keep yeah, going. yeah, 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 so, yeah. So he, he's burning cash with not, and not sustaining the 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 base that's right. right that's right that's right and eventually and, when eventually what happened with that was people wanted him out he couldn't he created some controversy and everything and people wanted him out and no in order to save what he created the business that's right because it's it's very sustainable and that's the thing guys the business model he came up with is very sustainable the vision that he had was very valid I would say so. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you start getting into, I thought the schools was a bit of a reach. Yeah, re yeah, uh, it's I a, little was a little bit. Of, yeah, 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 definitely a little loony. Uh, but I really enjoy the business model that WeWork has in place, where you can have an office in downtown Atlanta. I used WeWork for about three months. It was fantastic. You're right. Oh, you're downtown. actually we're part of the cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not in that kind of way. I know. I'm just uh, kidding. Because if you watch the, if you guys watch the documentary, it's like it, you, you, you get what I'm saying. It, it's yeah. got a cold vibe. Uh, he made it seem like you. This is it. Like, like you see a lot of other stuff that is cult related. Cultish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he kind of had that vibe. I'm not saying. And you know, and here and, and and let me say this. Look, I paid. It was $99 a month, Alex. I paid $99 a month. I got it's not own, bad, dude, no, to be honest. I got $99 a month. I got my own office. I had access to boardrooms. 
where I could meet in these boardrooms, use the touchscreen screens. I mean, I could really bring a client in and truly wow them, right? Because someone has already built the infrastructure for me. And what they're focusing on, their price point was the way they were going to be profitable was to do it in volume. And here's the thing, you had options within that model where you didn't have to have an office. You could just walk in and start working and have access to things at a, at a specific price point. Right. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a fantastic model. I think it's great. Again, it was in downtown Atlanta. I'm in the midst of the hustle and bustle. I can wow my clients. I can network with other business owners, other entrepreneurs, and I have access to other individuals that are perhaps in the same industry or that I can connect with that will help enhance my industry, right? Mm -hmm. It's a phenomenal business model. The problem there is a lack of financial discipline. He took a $4 billion, $4 billion company that now is valued at $700 million. No, I think it went up to at one point if, in the show. I think it was valued at sixty-five billion or something like that. That's the thing. That's the thing is at some point that no, I absolutely agree that he was at that sixty-five mark. I remember that actually. Now that you say that, but that's the whole point. How do you go oh, forty-five? It was like forty-five billion or oh, sixty-five billion. Yeah, and it plummeted so quick, like. It, it literally didn't take, okay, first of all, it was super overvalued to begin with. Incredible. It, it yeah, jumped yeah, like yeah, boom, 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 and it hit 65. Then things yeah. got a little bit crazy, and they started dropping, 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 and he went from 65 to 6.5 to pull uh-huh. that, to now the numbers that you're talking about. And that's why we, he had to go. Like, they kicked him out of his own company. Of course. You got to. There was it's no a way. Steve Jobs. It's a Steve Jobs, right? It's the Steve Jobs situation all over again. Now, Steve Jobs didn't have this cultish way of doing things. He might have been cultish type, right? He might have been the cultish type, but it wasn't a cultish atmosphere, right? And no, he started I think, he, going I off think what happened was, I think what had happened was, it's just the way he might have carried himself. Maybe like he didn't care. He wanted to get and soak and get every ounce that he could from your knowledge and your productivity, that uh-huh. made him um, uh-huh. a dictatorship sort of CEO type deal. And I think that's why he's, but he had the innovation. He had all this other stuff. But, you know, all CEOs are not going to line up to where that everyone's going to like them. I mean, it's just the nature of no, a CEO. Like absolutely. there's people that are going to love them and people that are not going to like them. I mean, you're put in that situation every day. You know, some people are like, cause you got to make tough decisions sometimes. And, and sometimes you got to put, you know, it is what it is. It comes with the territory, I would say. That's right. That's right. So I I, I know it was, it might have been, it might have had some dips as far as content uh, as you watched it, Alex, that you were like, what did I get myself into? Uh, and and I respect the fact that you, that you stuck it out, that you hung in there and you watched it. But I think you can pull so many examples as to what to do, right? as well as what not to do when it comes to whether it's your own financial discipline or how you're scaling a business and growing your business or putting together a sustainable business model. Look, I think we work as a prime example of lack of discipline. Uh, and, and of course, you know, there's some irresponsibility. Uh, socially he had a great as thing. Well as, he had yeah. a great thing. Carlos, he, did. I he, say, did. he had a great thing for himself. He, like I, I think he overreached uh, tremendously 
And the problem was, it's not that he overreached. It's just that his numbers were in the red big time. He literally didn't have any money when he was pretending that they were, uh, like in the interview, they bring Aston Kutcher into the scene and he's talking about it. But obviously you can clearly see that he's talking out of out of his rear end because he mm-hmm. doesn't, he's like, oh yeah, it's great, blah, blah, blah. He brought him in because he was a friend. But one thing that you say, you can't always believe your, your celebrities because they right. don't always have your best interest in heart. You That's can right. kind of see That's it right. there. The, the company, if he truly was like, this company is going down, like guys, don't, you know, instead I was like, oh yeah, he's doing great. No, no, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> and put it in the face. And I get it. You, we're all put in the situation. We protect our friends, but absolutely, it's absolutely. like, you got to do your research. And, and of course, everyone knew it according to the documentary, like, Hey, look, there's something completely wrong. Um, you had people from the news, but anyway, I don't want to say too much more about it, Carlos. I think he had a good thing coming, and it just shows you how fast a company can go down. Um, and this, hence the importance of diversifying a little bit your portfolio, um, even though sometimes you say you, you kind of agree, don't agree. You know, it, I think it's important. No, I do. I do. I agree, Alex. I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, and, and, and the diversification on on a business model is uh, not solely relying on one specific business model to sustain you, right? Uh, if you've got a healthy business model, it, it should create sustainability, but you also got to get creative, right? You got to be able to do product enhancement. You got to be able to also have product in a, innovation. Uh, you've got to leave some wiggle room there. And I think, I think that's where he was not comfortable. I think he was a big thinker and I, and I, and I salute him for being a big thinker, but you've got to have some discipline when you're growing and scaling. And at some point you hit $65 billion and now you're not even touching 1 billion, right? So again, this is a reminder to all of us, uh, whether we're running a business, whether we're looking at our own financial uh, uh, landscape and our goals and what we're trying to do is discipline matters. It is incredibly uh, important for us to always have that discipline uh, when it comes to the finances and what we're doing on a daily basis. So as we talk about sales and commission structures, or we're looking at the ACE family as an example, Example, or we're looking at the we work as a corporation versus individuals. Look at the end of the day, financial discipline matters, Alex. And I know you so, agree with that for sure. No, for sure. And dude, check, um, when we touched on this last on our last subject here, for uh, I wanted to pick your brain on this last one, Carlos, which is um, productivity hacks one hundred and one. I know you got yeah. some 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 things that you can share with us. Yeah, man. You, yeah. No, so so here's 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 um, everyone loves hacks. Like we love watching those videos on Instagram, the reels. Yeah. We love watching the TikToks, and we love watching the hacks. How it can make our life easier, right? A hack at the end of the day is really just an opportunity uh, for us to you know see something incredible take place, something so quick and, and something so fast. But there is there is uh, something that I I really I have taken on myself, Alex. Uh, when it comes to productivity, uh, something that'll really trigger my mind, it'll trigger my brain, uh, that says to my brain, hey, you're being productive, and here's what you need to do. And I tend to trick my brain that way. Uh, for example, there are some things that I, I do not like, Alex. I don't know about you, man, but I hate clutter, bro. Mm. I hate clutter. 
I hate little things everywhere. I like, I like clean, crisp, uh, uh, light. I don't like heavy, overburden, uh, stuff everywhere. So what I do in order to reset is I declutter, right? I take, mm -hmm. uh, I, I focus on a track, you know, taking my trash out. If that's the case, mopping, sweeping the floor, shaking the rugs. Uh, I really focus on those little details. And what I end up doing is I trick my brain into focusing on these things because then not only am I decluttering my home as an example, I'm also decluttering my brain, right? I'm decluttering mm -hmm. uh, my office, my desk, bro. You can see my desk right now. It is immaculate. I, I do not leave the day without my desk being incredibly clean and so, incredibly organized. I'm telling so you. I, so I try to keep mine, but in a way, sometimes I, I have so much stuff yeah. That you know, it's 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 kind of sometimes hard to put stuff stuff away. But I try to remind myself that um, they say that the geniuses have a messy desk, and they know where everything is. It, they say yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah, all, yeah, like yeah. all your Steve Jobs and all these other people that have had messy desks. <laughs> so I try to say myself, but but no, I do try to every so often, like you said, I do try to tighten up, get rid of stuff, clean it up, and at least get it back to a normal like. Um, an environment that that I feel is kind of clean and it's yeah. kind of that decycled of the clutterness, right? That we all tend to collect because it re it resets us. Some of us don't realize this, uh, but according according to a specific author who's done a significant amount of research at Harvard, uh, they have learned uh, that the declutter, what it also does, it helps you reset in so many ways, right? Mm -hmm. It helps you reset your life. It helps you reset your money, uh, your emotional balance, uh, your routines. Uh, you look, at the end of the day, when you sit to just take a pause for a moment and to meditate, write your thoughts down, stand up and stretch, go for a walk, drink some water, listen to your favorite song. Those well, yeah. are therapeutic. They're healing. But what it does, it trains your mind, right? It trains your mind to be productive. You know what, Carlos, one thing that uh, I, I don't know if it worked a lot for females, which they can probably have a different variation, but even sometimes if you have a stressful day at work, you can go to the bathroom, or just throw some some water in your face, kind of just put it over your your hands. I, I'm saying not for our females because obviously they got makeup and makeup, they don't want to get it off. Yeah, yeah. You do yeah, that and all that stuff. You put water on your face in the restaurant when you No, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying it, it's like it, it's a it's one of those things that you can probably put it on there. It says like, hey, I need to get out of this funk. Um, things are not going. You just had a heated argument or something uh, or, or something like that happened at yeah, work yeah, yeah. or you, you yeah. didn't agree and you're kind of a little bit. It's like go put some cold water in your face, kind of reset. It'll help you get that mentality because it's just tricking your brain like you're saying, right. you know, stand up, stretch, go outside, walk. There's little things like that that you can do. And do you have any tips for us on like uh, money, money wise or saving? Yeah, trips? man, I, I would say, look, number one, uh, <laughs> if you're on a budget, you need to be realistic on a budget, right? Uh, you got to be realistic. Uh, you got to really think about what you're doing. One of the things that I've learned is my receipts or my bank account. What I do is instead, you know, I know a lot of these banks will give you the opportunity for, you know, they'll put this pie chart together and they'll tell you what you're spending on food, mm. what you're spending on utilities and what you're paying, you know, et cetera, et cetera. For me, I like to highlight it. I like to print it and I like to highlight it because I'm able to see what I'm doing, right? And I also celebrate 
when I've reached a certain milestone, whether that's on the investment side, whether that's on my savings side, you know, where I'm carrying over, uh, you know, again, whatever works for you, you've got to learn to trick your brain in order to reset, right? Whether it's a declutter, whether it's saving money, whether it's an emotional balance. Look, sometimes, man, here, I, I told you about this. Uh, I told you. About I know. I wanted to actually. Book, I right? want to take it. I, I wanted to take it because I, I I was going to share that because yeah, you said it multiple times in your in in previous podcasts is on your professional or high performance agenda. You yeah, were about man. to say. I just wanted Ooh, to say it for you. You knew it was coming. Is, <laughs> yeah, it's it's you write down the gratitude, right? You have right. a list. Is think one of your your employees for whatever reason, and that's how you get that emotional balance. Is mm-hmm. you remind yourself, like, hey, tell somebody that did a great job. Yeah. And you know today, what? I don't tend, to, yeah, like, no, I'm just yeah. saying. Like, go ahead. You got a story? Oh, no, no. Well, well, today I got a story time. Today I'll be very quick with it. Today, what made me feel so good uh, to getting that emotional balance? I, you know, in certain ways, I, I. Uh, my staff is overworked in certain ways, but today I wrote out bonus checks, hmm. just gave bonuses out. I Listen, you could have wrote me a check. I could have wrote myself a check for a bonus. That's okay. That feels all right. Hey, okay, cool. Move on to the next one, right? But for me to give it to my staff and mm-hmm. they didn't know it was coming, the best feeling in the world, bro. Best feeling, best emotional balance there mm-hmm. is there, right? Because uh, you you write these gratitude lists down, right? You talk about complimenting your staff and all these things, but now it's it's one thing to say, it's another thing with an action, and now it it helps their pocket, right? Uh, yeah. For me, that is sounds crazy, but for me, that's therapeutic to see my staff uh, thrive and you know receive a bonus for their work that they've done. And, and actually yeah, no, just take great. a moment to just say, hey, thank you for what you've done. I would not be in this position if you would not be in this position, right? I, where I'm at now, where we are as an organization, as a business, yeah. we would not be where we are at today if you didn't play a role in that. So let me just say yeah. thank you. And this is a, a small, you know, a small token of my appreciation. So, yeah, man, I, 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 I'm glad you, uh, uh, you remembered that that high performance planner, man, because it really is important, Alex. It really no, is dude, important I... that you trick your brain and you hack your brain into understanding. Listen, you ever write down a to do list and you cross that out? You may not realize it, but when you cross out a to do item, it's the dopamine. It, yeah, it is. It's the dopamine, right? It's that. It's that. It's that hack that's taken place in your brain that teaches you and honestly makes you be so productive that you want to cross out that next thing. For me, it's deleting emails. Man, that feels so good to delete an email. Well, yeah, I've already I, knocked I, it out. Deleting emails, and you've already know mine is a sticky note. I put the sticky note to my, my to-do list for the day and individuals, yeah. and individual not even on the list, or, or sometimes I do write them on one and I'll scratch them off, but it's just grabbing it, crumbling it, throw it in the trash. You, you do it through your emails. I like to do it physically because the, mm. the sensation of me crumbling it go. up is the sense of accomplishment that I finished mm. the task done Good. and then I'll move on to the next one. But Carlos, Good. I got a little bit of homework. Um, I know that ah, one of the, you can give me homework now. Yeah, man. We're going to give the homework <laughs> for our next show. Um, it, it's, All right, dude. Go I, for we kind of, we, we kind of talked a little bit off, off air, um, but is, you know, everyone around, or my subdivision, and I know across the country, everyone's selling their home. So I want to title our next show is 
I sold my uh, like something along the lines. We can come up with a clever name, but something along was like, I sold my house. Now what? Or okay. like, or something along those lines, like, yeah. um, you know, sold, sold my house. Now what? So think about what I want to go with that is the homework assignment would be, um, so you sold your house. What do you do with the money? Do, if you're able, if you're going to go into an investment property, tell you a little bit of the ramifications of, of, you know, do what the taxes implication is, you know, the little loopholes and we don't, and we're not CPAs here or anything. So we'll, we'll keep so are it like we snorkeling or are we, are we uh, diving? We're snorkeling. I'm well, guessing, right. I'm snorkeling with a little bit of a dip of a dive. Okay. Just, just enough just to see, cause I know it's interesting. Some of our listeners could be in the same boat or they could be a lot of other people just like him that they don't know what to do with the money that they receive or, or where to invest. Oh, so what now? Um, so what do I do when I've got this big amount of cash? What do I do yeah. now? Yeah. What I'd do I do now? What to do with your money. Absolutely. So, so no, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep it, let's, let's save it for the next show so we can do, bring a little bit more facts and not just opinion based, just yeah. kind of what's out there. So go ahead and kick us off with the quote of the day though. Yeah, man, this is actually, uh, this comes from Abraham Lincoln, uh, surprisingly, right? Uh, I don't really like to, I don't think we've talked much about presidents, of course. Uh, but uh, Abraham Lincoln said that discipline, since we've been really talking about it, and I mean, we've been going in on discipline uh, in so many ways, Alex. Uh, Abraham Lincoln said that discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want the most. Discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. My name is Carlos. This is Alex. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. See you guys. See you.